Or do you want to go second? Well, let me go second because I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Paul London in the chat. Can't believe you did that to him. Wow, that's really rude. What's his name? Five year for is it Fivio or Five Year? Five Year. Do you think she tra- looks like London on the track? No. Yeah. No. London is Peng. I can see actually. Thank you. Like they're both handsome men. Like this guy. Not this guy looks like Safari. This guy looks like Safari. Like a light skinned version of him. Safari. This is how I know you're blind because that man's not even light skinned. Well, in that in that um that lighting kind of makes him look kind of light skinned. The no, lighting no. does. No. 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 Oh, Cindy, bye, man. Anyways, you would know because that's what you, that's the type of man that you like. Shut the fuck up. That is not true. Okay. Really? Okay. I don't know what he looks like, but do not compare him to the London Wait, ever, ever Please. Again. Okay. That fine ass man. Mm. Listen, Quabs vouched. He said, yeah, it's true. He corroborated my story. No, but Quabs so is smoking. He's not thinking straight. <laughs> Damn it. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> dressed up like your mom. Oh, my day. Gucci Shaw, you know. Is this on? Is this okay. thing on? <laughs> oh. Okay, good evening, guys. How are you? Are you talking to me or are you talking to the guys? I'm talking to you. I'm good, <laughs> thank you. How are you? I'm okay, I can't complain. Good ass. Uh, what's new with you? Talk to me. Um, I went to two exciting things on the weekend. Sorry, okay. these headphones are going to fall off my head. I'll take them off. Um, I went to two exciting things on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, on Friday, I got to go to an exclusive screening of the new Batman. How was that? I still haven't watched it. It was good. It was long for man. I heard it was like three, it's three hours, no? It's, it's, it's so many hours longer than it should have been. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like it's that type of thing, but it was a work perk and they've got us in this nice little part of the cinema called Royal Box in the Leicester Square Odeon. So it was okay. like proper like, you know, like Lux cinema. So you get to like chill out and put your feet up and have your little table with mm-hmm. your drinks and everything. Mm-hmm. So girl, what I did is I put my feet up, I drank my drink. <laughs> I had a popcorn flavored um, cocktail, fucking banging. And I ate my food. And then once the, the I felt like the film was getting a bit, you know, we're, we're here a bit too long. I cooked up my foot and went to sleep. Sorry. Um, One of my other colleagues was just there on the other side of me and I was just thinking, just mind your business, it's a Friday night. But don't we love that stuff? Don't we love things like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you drink and you do whatever you do. Yeah. And then you're like, you know what, guys, thank you for everything. I'm gone. Yeah, it was it was fun. I got in and I got out. Um, That's good. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I went to an house, a house and garage orchestra in at the OT Brixton. Nice, nice. Um, and yeah, going to the OT Brixton or any kind of concert slash performance is always lovely. Um, and I've been to the, the O2 a couple of times over there and seen some amazing performances and this was no different. The last one I saw actually over there was Summer Walker and she was really good. That's good. Um, amazing started doing, artist. Yeah, started pole dancing on the stage. She's so talented. Do you know what I mean? What's that? O2 Brixton? Oh God, I don't know. But it I'm was never, somewhere I saw. I've never been to that Brixton. I've only been to the... Ah, Brixton. what, Electric Ballroom? I don't know what we're talking about, but the O2. Oh, it's like another one. Oh, the big O2. Yeah. Yeah. Millennium Dome. You know, for many years, 
what was the purpose of that place? I don't know. Like, do you remember back in the day when it was literally just, there was no reason for that place? So I remember when it first launched. Yeah. And um, we were in there for a tour. I think my, my mom took us like, for a family trip. Yeah. And all I can remember was like, there, were, there was a body, like a big body. And then it was had the organs. And, and it was breathing. The, the heart, like, boom. Boom, boom. You know, it reminds me of. Do you remember? Sorry, can't hold that thought. Do you remember in that that Sarah Even episode? Which one? When they have to go through like the big baby thing. Let, let me let me show you the visual. Carry on with that. Um, Sorry. Okay, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that, and I, I remember being scared for my life because I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" But so much was going on in that place. There was, um, like, there was yeah. even a beach at one point. Exactly, but I remember getting um, you know, the little souvenirs, the Millennium Dome souvenirs, and yeah. stuff like that. But then after, you're right, it didn't really have a purpose to it until, you know, they were like, you know what, this is big enough to have concerts and some shit in there. They should have done that and from, yeah. from day dot. Like, they should have just done that from day dot because what were we, what were we doing? I mean, like, it was a, literally such, I mean, I guess it was just be like the iconic building and it was like the new millennia and whatever, but. What was it before? What, what was the Millennium Dome before? Yeah. Hey Siri. What was the millennium? No, no. Try cut again. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Just cut that. Try again. Off. Hey Siri. Oh no. I'm just gonna write what was the millennium no before. But, anyways, um, it's been no. a crazy week. Sorry. It's fine. It was nothing. It's, okay. I forgot that. It, remember, it was the Millennium Dome, and then they changed it to the O2 after. Yeah. So it just they they just opened it. Oh, they opened it on New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Ah. Cute. When we were five. Cute. Ah, five year old morning sins. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't run each, into each other at the dome. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> right. So silly. That's not from me. <laughs> Um, it's been a crazy week. Manet didn't ask me how my week was, so I'll just say. Oh, um, sorry, I it's thought... Been, it's been a crazy <laughs> week for me, guys. Wow! She's gonna make me look... It's just fine. <laughs> Can it make me look, um, inconsiderate like that? It's fine. <clears throat> Cindy, how was your week? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> no, so, but it was, it was okay, it was fun. Um, so for the past couple of months, I've kind of been getting prepared uh, to do a couple of designs for Geisen. It took a lot of money. Amazing. Thank you. A lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. But finally, I've got like a new collection that's going to be added to my lingerie line, which has already been added. And I've decided to expand my business. Yes! <laughs> Give me a little round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank woo, woo, you. Woo, 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 woo. So, um... I am now Geisen lingerie and intimates mm-hmm. and I am selling more than just, you know, the clothes, you know, the sexy underwear and stuff like that. Now I will be doing things like massages, vibrators, handcuffs, um, BDSM kits, whatever people, whatever you crazy kids get up to behind closed doors, I'm not involved. But whatever you used to get intimate. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you, whatever you do, um, it's now been added. So, guys, if you want to, if you're interested in anything, remember that I do things that range from size small to triple X, L. Like, if you need anything, just be sure to go on www.com 
Guys, sinlingerie.com. I will be plugging this on this episode anyway. So, Perfect. yeah. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, my it's darling. very, very exciting. Definitely go over and get you some bits. Yep. Get some stuff for your girl. Get some stuff for your man. Yep, yep, yep. Listen, don't discriminate. Just get your shit going. Or you can just get some stuff for yourself, you know. You know what? Matter of fact, scratch that. Yourself. Get, you know what? Treat yourself first. Yeah. Just be like, you know what? This is quite nice. Why don't I just get this for myself? Yeah, look after yourself you know? <laughs> and then others. Remember what they say on the plane. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, but yeah, are you ready to dive into? Well, <laughs> well, 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 well. What have we got to talk about this week? There has not been any developments mm-hmm. in terms of any cases that we've discussed. Has there? I don't think so at the moment. No, not that I know of. Not that I know of either. Um, is there anything else that I, oh this is what I wanted to discuss with you last time and I forgot go for it this is so off topic mm-hmm. but I really want to plug this show mm-hmm. please watch this show called um, Severance okay. and it's on Apple TV okay you can find a link to be honest I didn't say that <laughs> but you, like you can go on there and essentially what I'm going to tell you is the premise of this of the show is this mm-hmm your work life and your personal life are split into two and when you go to work once you step into the doors you don't remember who you are outside of work okay and then when you're outside of work you don't know your life inside of work so is it giving black mirror it's giving black mirror yeah okay so i might is it giving black mirror before it fell off it's a good show Okay, I'll, it I'll is give a that good a look. show. It's a good show, and it starts going a bit like, "Damn, I didn't know we were going here." But okay, okay. watch it. Let's discuss. I mm-hmm. want to know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I think I'm overdue. Episode, I need to watch one. Mm-hmm. But please, Severance. I really want you to watch it, and I forgot to say it last time, so do. That's me. Okay. <laughs> um, and lastly, um, another show that I do want to talk about. Worst roommate ever. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we discussed this. I've only seen episode one and I fell asleep when they gave me nightmares. Um, but it was about the old lady and I forgot her name, but you know her as... Dorothy Puente. Yeah, so Dorothy Puente, I know of her, the case. I know of mm-hmm. her as a person. Mm-hmm. But I don't know all the all the little, like, details and stuff. So I'm very excited to, like, rewatch the episode and yeah. the rest of the episodes and finish the whole series to find out like all the nitty gritty details and how people ended up having these people as roommates. Um, so, there's a lot of stories that are just gonna piss you off, you know? So I would urge you guys to watch it, but I know that like a lot of people are gonna be like clenching their fists. Okay. And you know, flinging their arms in the air, like what the fuck is going on because every story after story after story was like i cannot believe that this is going on mm. you know it's got a mixture of you know creeps like guys that can't handle rejections it's got a sweet old lady that does you know that that steals from people it's got um another version of the tinder swindler and it's oh, just got okay. another version okay it's Let's really good it. it's really it's, it's all like separate stories and the last one is like pretty heartbreaking um, actually, do you know what? All of them are heartbreaking. But I urge you guys to go on Netflix and watch Worst Roommate Ever. Perfect. I, I finished it in the like in the day because I just I couldn't take my eyes off of like what was going on. So yeah, that's it from me. Perfect. 
I'm excited. I'm going to get into it. And then when we're next on here, we'll mm-hmm. discuss all the, the cases. Yes, we will. So I will do that as my homework. But without further ado, mm-hmm. I mean, unless there isn't anything else that you want to discuss. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, let's get into our cases for this week. So on the spinny spin... Uh, and we've got to get a better name for that I like it <laughs> I mean we're true crime MC Maybe we should call it the true crime turntable or something Okay No we should not, like, Don't just let me come up with it Because I, you know me I chat shit And you think I don't <laughs> Do you think but, I'm the, the, the sane one between the both of us I mean for now maybe spin this beam will work But yeah. like, I kind of do like true crime turntable though You know the Anyway okay. <laughs> Anyway I'm not a DJ Okay <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, so I got uh, trafficking. Yes. You got kidnapping. Yes. I went first last week. Okay. So mm. you go first uh, this week. This is going to get cut. But by the way, when we, you see our audio, yeah? Mm-hmm. Quite percent back, like three links. Is one of the, uh, so the one from last, mm-hmm. lo- from lo- last time, is that going to be released? So is the order going to be the same or is it? No, it's going to be another. It's going to be flipped. Yeah. Okay. Um, because the one that was sent is not the Sugar Night one. Yeah, okay. So I have to go through that. But I'm not, I, shall I release it this week or next week? Next week, next week, innit? Yeah. Next week. So okay. you have a normal gap. Okay, no worries. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, so you got that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> do we do a dis- the disclaimer that it's going to be, oh, maybe yeah, we'll just. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you think? I'm going to give a disclaimer, guys. Um, the story that I'm going to do is a survival story. This woman is, you know, a badass. And um, shout out to her for coming out on top because the trauma that she went through, you know, wouldn't wish that on anyone, not even my worst enemy. And I wish a lot of my worst enemies. But um, I'm going to give a disclaimer that this um, has a hint of paedophilia, um, torture, rape, but um yeah i just thought i should i should start with that okay the sources that i got were from uh, media.com crime Bee, and our favorite wikipedia don't uh, I, I feel like i haven't I said any i haven't i haven't no, said you gave me that look like i, I pronounce it properly uh, please, please. You not today please. <laughs> i didn't give you a look yes you did yes I you did, did. <clears throat> okay so uh the victim is called alicia Kazakovich. Okay. Um, hey, Alicia. And I just want to say that, please forgive me if I say her surname wrong because I mean no disrespect. Okay. Um, but yeah. Alicia Kazakovich was born in 1988 to Charles and Mary Kazakovich. She has an older brother named Chuck. Mary was a stay at home mum for both of their children while Charlie was a car salesperson. Alicia grew up in Crafton Heights, Pennsylvania, a Pittsburgh. Is it Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> a Pittsburgh neighborhood. She has always described herself as an average teenager with few friends and a normal life. At the time of her abduction, uh, mm, let's try that again. Abduction. <laughs> she attended Carlinton Junior Stroke Senior High School in Carnegie, 
Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Cindy. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You're good. Sorry. You're all good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the Kozakovich computer was in the family room of their home. It was meant to be accessible to Charles and Mary so that they could monitor Charles and Alicia's device usage. Kozakovich had corresponded online with the person um, that she assumed was a boy that was her age. Little did she know that this was actually Scott Tyree, a 38-year-old man who lived in Herndon, Virginia. Tyree often contacted her at night after her family had gone to sleep. So while, you know, you know, you know how parents were back in the day, the computer was in the living room, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, so what she would do, like a lot of us would do, but I wouldn't do that. I, I would be more or less on <laughs> MySpace and mm. <clears throat> Pixar. Oh God, I love the pixel. Don't even get me started with my Bugs Bunny and all the chains that he had. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, so I would be on, on, on that stuff at night, but obviously, again, she assumed that she was talking to a guy her age, mm -hmm. waiting until everyone went to bed because she knew that she'd be in trouble and she knew that the um her, the, that her time on the computer was monitored and she was obviously talking to this guy that she thought, you know, was her age. So let's go into the perpetrator. Okay. Scott William Tyree was born in 1963 to Irma Tyree. He graduated from Westmore High School in 1981, married twice, had a 12-year-old daughter who was staying with him during the winter break and was sent back to her mother on the day of the kidnapping and was divorced at the time. His first wife, Sarah Tyree, said her husband was a classic long-haired computer guy. Sorry, that's a red flag to me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> A classic long-haired computer guy with an interest in science fiction and computer games. So the reason as to why I find that a red flag mm. was, do you remember Shannon Matthews? Um, the the girl that... So her family were... Um, you know, Ain't it her husband? The husband that's on Netflix? Shannon Matthews, no? No, so basically she was the girl that basically her family faked her abduction because they saw the amount of clout that... Oh Madeline no, that was Canberra. British. Yes. Yes. Was it? Well, it wasn't that the the. Sorry, I might be thinking of a different case, but it mm -hmm. wasn't that the like you'd say like the uncle, the step that was keeping her in the loft. Step that might have had something to do with it, but so did the mother. And both of them were like on TV and like, oh, Shannon, we're looking for you, but right. they knew that she was in the yard. They had. She was hidden in a house not too far. Basically. That's it. Yeah, I remember. The I reason as to why I'm bringing that up is because when the detectives and the liaison officers used to go to the house, mm -hmm. one thing that they seem to have always noticed was that the mum's boyfriend was always on the computer. So you know when I, like I see that he was just a long-haired computer guy, like he just didn't, never used to pay attention. He was just always on the computer. It was found after that he was looking at you know child porn. And and then when mm. you. In those situations, mm -hmm. or in those particular like, those particular situations, mm -hmm. where the like the the laptop is in the living room, don't mm -hmm. you have shame? Like it's the living room. I don't even know how to answer that. You should you should have shame. Do you know what I mean? It, that is that like, is obviously you know, it's that disgusting. Is like it's disgusting, it's disgusting as is, but like the is, fact that you can be have the gall to be doing that in the living room is insane yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. So. When I like when I heard that statement when I was doing my research, I was just kind of like, you know, when you're just they they try to make it seem like the person's docile and mm -hmm. all I do is you know they keep themselves to themselves and they're just tapping away at the computer mm -hmm. like it's red flaggy to me. But then again, a lot of things are red flags to me, so you know. <clears throat> the flags are ready. <laughs> you know, the flags are ready. <laughs> Over the course of nearly a year, Tyree groomed thirteen-year-old Kazakovich 
On New Year's Day in 2002, Tyree Lord Kazakovich into meeting him near Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, literally one block away from her home. He coerced her into his vehicle and then drove her back to his home in Virginia. Brace yourself because this is where, you know, it gets really dark. Okay. Over the course of four days, she was held captive, shackled, raped, and tortured in Tyree's basement dungeon. Tyree, I'm just gonna warn again. I'm just gonna warn. I'm just gonna warn you again. Tyree filmed the abuse and broadcasted it online, live streaming via video for other pedophiles to witness. A Florida man who remains unknown claimed to have recognized Alicia from a missing persons flyer. The National Center for Missing Pers- Missing and Ex- Exploited Children. And he obviously called it in. I don't like the way this person has done this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking researchers, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, and he's the person that kind of called it in. But I kind of want to go back to the broadcasting it and putting it online thing. Um, a lot of these stories like regarding people being held captive and Mm. people um being forced to like perform sexual acts and it's recorded and blah blah a lot of this has ended up on a lot of adult streaming platforms i'm Mm -hmm. not going to disclose which one i'm talking about but Mm -hmm. there's one major one that has been known for having child porn on it yep been known for having child porn on it um some people's rapes have been um, (gasps) recorded on it people but don't they have a way to like they don't care they they don't care especially because they advertise um their scenarios in a certain way yeah so obviously when you go onto these like onto that website there's a certain barely teen um gets touched by this older guy or guy fucks the stepdad or do you know what i mean like you know like there's several things that are like kind of entice people to to look into it so if they're like oh um schoolgirl gang banged by a whole bunch of men like it's kind of luring those predators in do you you understand what i'm saying but obviously more time it will be people of concerning age that will be acting in those roles not always a couple of years ago there was a huge lawsuit against them because several women would were so there's this one woman that i remember reading her thread on twitter that had to pretend to be a lawyer to contact and she contacted this website and she was like look like this is my client and she's told you several times to take this down because she was kidnapped and you know gang raped and you've kept that on there another girl was trafficked and the same thing happened with the same with alicia where someone recognized the girl and was like yo i think i know where you know she is but this is how i caught her they don't care it's all a profit it's a business there should definitely be a way that you should be able to vet these type of things like there has to be there has to be more stringent rules in place and more um of a procedure to go through and like check out what's happening because i would i would have assumed that Mm -hmm. those type of scenarios Mm -hmm. would you know say that in the headlines but then that's it's all just obviously an act mm-hmm. i'm pretending you're a school girl but you're obviously not a school girl or right. whatever so pretending you're a stepdad and you're obviously not a stepdad whatever right. but um to find out that you know 
a lot of these things have been put online Mm -hmm. and people have been going through things that they did not consent to and then to have that out there Mm -hmm. another kind of piece of consent being taken away from you Mm -hmm. and like having that now being put into the public eye is disgusting and there, there should definitely be like rules in place or something or some sort of process in order to to make sure that these things aren't happening that that, like child porn isn't on such a mainstream site or you know like i don't know i don't know no i i I, like i i remember watching um there's a there's a show called adult ah i will come back to adult entertainment i think it it was on it's on netflix and it's a british show and it's essentially it's about this woman who has a family and everything, but mm-hmm. she's a porn star. Right. And I think even in that show, when they were like talking about the consent mm-hmm. and like having to do it on like, like and just like, I watched did you? Yeah, I watched Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was, I always wanted to know how they looked. Yeah. And I always knew that their kids were good for me, so. I was yeah, like, no, oh. definitely, of course you would. You're seeing, you're seeing, you're, you're like, oh my God, what? Hey, Dave. Nah, mum was, you know, was enjoying to your mum last like, night, you know. Like, That's so, embarrassing. You know, tell your mum to do more of the headshots. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what? She... <laughs> Did she have, like, her own little line going? Because she was a popular porn star. Yeah, and she was like, sell like, like, you know, like you'd say, like, sell like, no let's way. say, for example, like, you sold like, um, Geisen vibrators or something. Right, right. And like, Ann Summers. Right. And had a kid. And like, <laughs> think I'm about preaching. it wisely. Um, and preaching. then your kid goes to school and they're like, it what? What? Is your mom's vibrator? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm cr- stop. I'm cr- I'm. Oh, I'm really for the kids, man. I'm because you know what? I'm gonna tell you something right now. The meanest people that you meet is on the playground. You know. Trust me. Like kids have no chill. Listen, there's something that was said to me at school that you know every so often I'm like, oh, you know, like who you had a memory that it's uh-huh. not nice and you kind of flinch. You kind of like, oh. when, when I get those memories. <laughs> when I get those, it's like I still have. That's why I still carry like hold a grudge. You know, they're like, oh, send me high a long time. I'm like, oh, don't, don't come. Let's <laughs> Do you know, I'm like, don't. <laughs> Like, bitch, I remember what you said on you the 6th of January, nineteen ninety-seven. Like, we don't go like that. Are you crazy? We don't go like that. <laughs> Listen, sometimes, like, sometimes I'll just be doing that. Like, la, 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 la. Sometimes I do that, you know. Like, I'll start like singing out loud or something, so I try and like take away the memory in my head. I'll be like, la 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 la. la. I just pulled that. There's a face that, I, like, I literally just pulled it down when you were talking it's about cringy. the. Like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I just, oh, it's embarrassing. It's like you want to, like you want to shiver. It's just awful. It is embarrassing, but um, yeah, but on. sorry, just to land mm-hmm. on a more serious note. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, when I was watching Adult Education, I want to get the name for you in a second. Thank you. But I want to say Adult Education. Apology if, if it is wrong. Really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, when they were even just doing like the consenting process, it just didn't seem serious, and like you could tell that they didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole issue within the show, and if you ever do watch it, there is a whole issue about like like highlighting consent and even mm-hmm. how consent is portrayed and discussed within the, within the industry and like mm-hmm. the mental impact it has on porn stars especially mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just a really it's a really cool show like i feel like like overall i wouldn't have expected the show to be like that and it's something mm-hmm. that i probably wouldn't have watched before mm-hmm. but um if they bring out another season i will do but yeah just kind of interesting to see how Consent is just bypassed, like even in the even in the sex industry, and it's interesting for you to say that this these kind of things are going on on like really mainstream porn sites because mm-hmm. I mean even in the actual you know the actresses themselves, 
it's it's some it's like it's unlikely that they always have clear cut consent um I, 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 guidelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a. It's a grey area because mm. there are some adult stars that 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 can say to you, "Look, I enjoy this industry. I've had so much fun. Mm. You know, I've got my flowers. I'm so happy. Blah blah. I will do. I could do this with my eyes closed. But yeah, there are some stories that I've heard that are just so dark. And what you need to understand is, is that let's look at porn now as we're adults and porn that we may have watched back in the day. And porn back in the day didn't have all of this aggression shit. Mm. Like it didn't have all of the tying up and the slapping and the and it didn't have that back mm. in the day. I don't know, maybe just a little bit more passionate, just maybe just a little bit. When you say back in the day, what kind of era are you thinking of? So maybe when we were like puberty, like well, you know when you when you were watching things that like maybe you shouldn't have and stuff like that. Are you when talking you about were, like etc. Okay, let's use let's use that. Okay, it was soft core porn, but now it's like you're f- you're feeding urges. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying? Like like putting stuff like barely teen getting um losing her virginity yeah, exactly. to, yeah, to okay. uncle. It's just like you're like someone may not have even had those urges, but because that's being placed in front of them, or they go on like one to t- they go they scroll through one to ten pages and they keep seeing that. They're thinking, oh, well, you know, I jerked off to that. I might want to do that again another time. Like, you're not helping. You're you're not helping. But I heard a couple of years ago that there was a lawsuit behind this this brand. I don't know what's going on with that. I might get back to you on that. But let's continue with this. That's crazy. (laughs) And the show is called Adult Material, not Adult Adult Material. Is it still on Netflix? Am I watching? It is. It is on Netflix. Okay. Something to look out. Yeah. But to continue... um, so a man had recognized her, but he decided to stay anonymous because, you know, he shouldn't have been on that live stream watching that happen. Mm-hmm. So he would go on to inform the FBI and gave them Tyree's screen name. But he informed them via payphone because, like I said, he uh... knew that he was going to end up in hot water. We still don't know who this man is. Okay. Like, he didn't come forward or anything. Um, hopefully his urges stopped after that. <clears throat> we hmm. can only hope. Let's hope so, bro. Exactly. So the FBI, using the Yahoo username... Um, they had learned from the anonymous tip, found Tyree's IP address and his street address at a townhouse in Herndon. When FBI agents stormed to the house on January 4th, 2002, so I think she was only there for four days. Okay. Kozakovich feared that they were men that Tyree had sent to kill her. Bless her. At 4.10 p.m. on January the 4th, 2002, agents freed Kozakovich and Tyree was initially arrested a half an hour later at his workplace in Herndon. Kozakovich was examinated at a hospital and released to the custody of Fairfax County Child Protective Services. Her parents, Mary and Charles, were unable to take a commercial flight to reunite with their daughter due to the heightened media attention. They were privately flown to Virginia by FBI on the following day. In the aftermath... This is just so sad. This is so sad. In the aftermath, Kazakovich had suffered from PTSD and significant memory loss. Much of her life leading up to the abduction is difficult or impossible to recall. She has used counselling as a treatment method. As an adult, she said that in 2002, people had found it impossible to understand that this had happened and how she had been groomed. And as usual, there was victim blaming. Mm. Although some people were supportive, a lot of people were just kind of like, why were you on the computer for so long? Mm. And um, 
stranger danger. You know better not to get into a car with this with a random person. Yeah. And why didn't you scream when everything was happening and so on and so forth? Yeah. Which is sad because she's a victim, you know, mm-hmm. and she had gone missing and you know, like it was already if she was on a database, people were already aware that, you know, she had like she could have potentially be abducted been abducted or they don't know where she is. So to make matters worse, you know, now you're like now she's been found and she's probably traumatized for the rest of her life. It doesn't make it any better for the victim blaming to just be like, mm. Well, you should have known better, like, or it's just sad. It, it just makes me sad. It is very it sad. sad. It is very sad. Someone will always have something to say, but at the end of the day, you need to be, you know, supporting the victim, believing the victim. No one will just ch- just chat shit for the sake of that. I just think that you know when the the when sexual assault is was on the table, mm. there's just all, instead of just being like, I'm so sorry this has happened. Like I, you know, um, you're stronger than this. You're better than this. Blah blah. Mm. You're just met with people that either thrive off of controversy or just don't know when to shut up. Like at the end of the day, this is a child who was robbed of her innocence, mm-hmm. and she suffered like like she suffered from PTSD, and she has a great deal of memory loss where she doesn't even remember the events of it and the events prior to to the yeah, kidnapping. Yeah, yeah, you probably just feel blank. So you know why would she want to be met with people whispering behind her back? Well, you should have known better or to her face. She's a victim. This is a grown man that groomed her. That's it. Like the only person that, that you should be pointing a finger at is Scott Tyree. Mm. As simple as that. Yeah. So in September 2003, Tyree was sentenced to 19 years and seven months in federal prison. He was released in February 2009 from the Federal Correction Complex in Butnam and was assigned to a halfway house in Pittsburgh. Protests were held in the location of his placement, eventually involved members of Congress in an unsuccessful effort to pressure the Federal Bureau of Prisons to move him farther away from the Kozakovich family. I don't know why he was even allowed in the area. Like, it's like the law wants to work when it wants to work. But anyways, the controversy became moot in October 2009 when Tyree was returned to prison for an additional two years for violating the terms of his parole by visiting pornographic sites. Oh my God. Come on. You see what happens when you just don't do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. I really don't like the way this person has um, <laughs> put these pages wow. together. You've really been dogging on them all this time. I'm, so, like, I'm fighting for my life here. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, one year after her abduction, at um, the young age of 14, Kozakovich founded the Alicia Project. The Alicia Project is an advocacy group that raises awareness and provides education on topics such as internet safety for children, the prevalence of online child predators, and abductions at 14. Like, shout out to her, honestly. Kazakovich has shared her story at numerous schools and conferences, despite acknowledging that speaking about the incident can be triggering. Alicia's law was also created to raise awareness on internet laws in order to protect children. This law has been passed in 11 states and has been said to have... Let's try that again. Do you know what I feel like? (laughs) I'm sorry. But I've been watching... I told you I've been telling you... I told you this. I've been watching mm. Battle Rap lately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, the women, they'll be going in and the men are like, mmm. Like, <laughs> like, oh, you know, <laughs> this is like the third. 
and then they slip up on their words and yeah. then they have to say the bar again yeah until, like they have to repeat the bar until they're like okay let's go to the next one that's what i feel like late i'm sorry no it's fine that's me 100 of the time <sighs> battle <laughs> rap is really the women are really good like battle rap is really i had so much fun i'm having so much fun i hope you're learning some bars from there we can go toe for toe for it nah, because then they start talking about like deceased like people and they start talking about people's kids and you know you know how we are with the uk we like we're very sensitive like mm. in my head i was thinking oh should the uk have a battle rap but then there'll be fights <laughs> you know so we have i guess we do have battle raps but that was well we did have battle raps i would say that's more like um lord of the mic and stuff and oh i didn't know that yeah like grime and stuff yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. um like you'd have all of that and Man in that industry still have beef with each other to this day, I feel like. Could you imagine? It's because the les Anglais sont trop sensible. I swear, we're too sensitive. We are. But I mean, Americans, that, 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 the way that they're going on their battle rap, from what I can see, is, is a bit nuts, man. The one that I sent you is like, it's just going to have you like... <laughs> so blow your wig off, like, honestly. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, Kazakovich's work has been... That's not what I did. I'm going to start it again. Alicia's Law was also created to wait. Yeah, we can cut it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we can cut it. Mine's going to be even worse. I've not. Because, brother, what is wrong with me? Don't worry, man. <laughs> Alicia's Law was also created to raise internet laws in order to protect children. This law was passed in 11 states and has been said to have assisted in the arrest of over 1,000 online predators in Winsor. Wisconsin. Wisconsin alone. Kozakovich's work has been acknowledged by the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children who honored her with the Courage Award in 2007. She was also honored with the Jefferson Award for Public Service in 2009. Kozakovich has trained the FBI National Academy offering insight as part of the Youth Violence, Victims and Perpetrators Program. In 2013, Kazakovich joined the Distinguished Speaker Series at the Clinton School of Public Service. Her 2008 book, a publication, You're Not Alone, The Journey from Abduction to Empowerment, is a survival guide for recovered abduction victims. Recently teaming up with the Investigation Discovery Network. I love that. Um, <laughs> I love that channel. Yeah. Kazakovich provides insight on internet safety and awareness. Currently, she is an airline ambassador's international human trafficking awareness trainer. That's too much. Now, if I was to trip up on that, we'd have a problem. <laughs> but you did well, you did it. Because it's, listen, this is her role. I'm going to say it again. Go on. She's an airline ambassador's international human trafficking awareness trainer and spokesperson. <laughs> and you did it two times in a row. Oh my God. <laughs> Teaching airport personnel to recognize and report the signs of human trafficking. At the time of her abduction, Kazakovich was a student at Carlinton Junior Stroke Senior High School. She earned a bachelor's degree in psychology at Point Park University. In 2016, Kazakovich graduated from Chicago School of Professional Psychology with a master's degree in foreign psychology. And um, that's all I have on the brave Elisha Kazakovich. Oh, I'm so glad she was rescued and is doing yeah. all this motivational and beautiful stuff with yeah. her life. And not, unfortunately, she went through that. But um, yeah, yeah, some really positive stuff is happening. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that she had to deal with such a horrible experience for that to happen. But um, 
yeah, I mean, just I hope she's happy and she's living her best life. No one deserves to go through that, man, like at all. Yeah. Um, it's just to me, her story is just so sad. It's it's just it makes me so sad because no one should just have to endure that form of like that pain in mm. any way, shape, or form. You know, she was violated sexually you know and on top of that she was violated because this was recorded and put on live so on top of you being young and not even understanding what's going on mm. to add that you you're not even offered the grace of like privacy like it's just it's sick and i think what makes it worse is that the perpetrator was doing this for other people that had his urges as well like it's just it like it didn't help that he was bragging to people that you know he he took her from her home like he he was literally bragging about what he was doing. Mm. Um, but he got his 19 years and he's back in jail. I, I don't know. I mean, um, are you shocked? I mean, absolutely not. When you have something like that, that kind of, I'm going to call it an affliction. Mm. <laughs> when you have an issue like that inside of you, I don't think it can be taken out. I don't think it can. Like, that can't be washed away. Like, you are just scum of the earth. That's the path that you decided to choose. I, I don't think you can be changed or redeemed because like someone that is a predator or a pedophile, let's say mm-hmm. that he goes through, let, let's say he he goes to prison yeah, and he's rehabilitated and he's like, you know what, what I did was foul and blah, blah, just like the third. Let's say Monet, you, you want to go and you want to go on a date and he turns around and he tells you, yeah, I used to be a pedophile. Hmm. Also for me anyways, like, <laughs> there's no use to personally. I, I Exactly. Ex- exactly. Just give it. It's, it's, used mm-hmm. to used to wear. How can he used to be a pedophile, bro? Yeah, yeah. Like, get out of here. Get out. That is straight block and delete. Because do you know what? It just takes one. And also, I probably like, call the, I'll probably call the feds. I'm not even gonna lie to you. That's just so exactly. Like, to me, it's <laughs> Sorry. just like. No, you can fuck off, mate. That's that's the life that you decided to choose. You decided to really be scum. So you can go and be scum out of my face, like. There's just no change in you. I don't want to be the one that can change you. Mm. You know, fuck off. I wouldn't want to be friends with you. I wouldn't want you in my church. Then again, there are a lot of pedophiles in the church, but that's a story for another day. Mm. I just wouldn't want you around me. You can fuck off, honestly. But um, that's the brave story of Alicia Kazakovic. And it's just so great to hear that she's doing so well for herself, helping so much people, you know. And unfortunately, this is going to sound so bad, but some people's... um, bad and sad stories are what brings awareness to others Mm -hmm. you know and she's being used as a vessel she's being used as as a person that could just you know bring the message out to other people that may be in the same predicament as her but yeah that's me done that is awesome well thank you so much sins thank you so so much and um yeah shout out to her i hope that she continues to live a blessed and joyous and fulfilled life yeah um yeah it can't be easy i'm sure she still deals with all the trauma from that situation but i hope mm-hmm. that the joy that she has in her life um overwhelms that i i'm going to do mm-hmm. something okay <laughs> no i'm going to so i got trafficking i got human trafficking last time and okay so i'll just give you some context here so essentially i found it quite difficult to research this topic for a number of reasons one is obviously very sensitive it is two there isn't a lot of 
personally, from what I could find, there isn't a lot of like fleshed out full stories from beginning to end mm-hmm. about a lot of people mm-hmm. where it's just solely sex trafficking. Right. Um, you often see like if you, well, the, res- well, the research that I did, I did, because some people out there, they probably can do deep dives and find ones, but I couldn't find specific ones like that um, that didn't result in some other sort of crime or like delve into crime, another crime somehow. So, right. <clears throat> and I think, I think because trafficking is so sensitive, I didn't kind of want to overshadow it with other like themes of crime, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So there was mm-hmm. a lot of kidnapping ones and unfortunately ones that have resolved in murder and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we can always come back to it, but I kind of wanted to focus more on the issue around human trafficking. Um, and yeah, just kind of bring up a little bit, like a few stories because some of the stories that I was looking at, they had, um, they were really brief and vague and it would be like, um, yeah, child A went through this and right. stuff like that. So I wanted it to be in a bit more personal level and to speak through a few of the stories that I've read up on and we'll have a little discussion. Um, but yeah, it won't be in my normal format as per usual. Mm-hmm. So... You want any disclaimers? Or? I mean, all the disclaimers for human trafficking, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So you have... I mean, it's human trafficking. Yeah. So it it's is dark in itself. It's dark. It's the worst. Yeah. It just uh, every time, and any anything that involves this, always makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. Mm. Um. It's just sad. It's, it's anything to do with with human trafficking. Yeah. Or sex trafficking just makes me feel like it. It makes me want to jump out of my skin. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. Well, the floor is yours, babe. Um. Yeah, so that's why I felt a bit weird with this one. And not to say that we shouldn't take, you know, time with the rest of our cases and the rest of the themes that we cover, but mm-hmm. I just feel like human trafficking just it hit me different. Yeah. Um, so I hope I don't get this one for a while again. Because it's just I a lot. I don't get this one either. It's, it's a uh, lot. It yeah. is a lot. Yeah. And yeah, of course we do a lot of murders and a lot of awful things, like the unforgivable. But it's just seeing some of these things... Is, is a lot and I'll tell you why so I'm going to come back to one specific story we're going to leave her to the end Okay. but I feel it will be interesting to think about the two types different types of human trafficking Okay. Um, we also have do- drug trafficking on the human on the sorry on the spinny spin but that was separate mm-hmm. so this is just human trafficking mm-hmm. and from what I understand there's two types in terms of well two main types I've noticed a lot Mm -hmm. and that's like sex trafficking Mm -hmm. obviously you're being trafficked to be a sex slave Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. and then you also have like labour trafficking yeah so you're like forced to work it's modern day slavery right and then you're just basically being paid for peanuts and you're being you know threatened yeah you might as well just not be paid essentially basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so uh, there's a there's a um, website it's called Exodus Road And they are a um, organization that's that sets out to take action against trafficking. Okay. Uh, and this is this is particularly focused within the US, but I wanted to just touch on some different cases around um, labor trafficking first, and then we'll kind of go into the sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we have 
one story. This focuses on um, a man named Raimondo. Um, and sadly, he was trafficked um, on a California farm. And what I find interesting about um, what I find interesting about these type of stories is, and you'll hear one of the victims like speak about this as I as I kind of read her story. Mm-hmm. But um, people often assume this is like a third world country issue. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's it's most definitely not actually. And I read up on this. Mm-hmm. The US is the most consuming country when it comes to human trafficking. So That's they, disgusting. Yeah, the US. Hmm, the US has done... Anyway, you know what? Let me not... That's disgusting. Do you, like, because... This is going to sound so naive of me. I know that trafficking is an issue. I know mm-hmm. it's an issue, but sometimes I, I, I can tend to be naive and it's like, I've seen it in a film or I've heard it in a mm-hmm. case that happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. But when I found out how big it was here in the UK, I was like, this is fucked because mm-hmm. it happens in small towns here. Mm-hmm. It happens in care homes. Mm-hmm. It happens in like so many places that you wouldn't expect it. So I was like, the UK is already fucked. So I was like, that's fucked. But now you're telling me that the US has the largest issue there mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. That's, oh, please it just makes my heart so heavy but sorry carry on it is extremely sad yeah um and you and i have spoken about it before we've always watched like little documentaries and we discussed earlier the fact that we both watched um some documentaries on bbc3 on bbc3 you do documentaries very well in my opinion they do they do uh, well documentaries that i tend to be interested in um, they, I just feel like they're just super relevant and quite informative and snappy. Um, but the BBC Three uh, documentary called Three Girls was a lot to watch. Um, yeah. That's obviously from a UK perspective. We live in the UK, um, but that was about um, three three uh, girls that were sex trafficked up north. I want to say it was in Bolton. No. Mm-mm. Uh. Rotherham. Okay. So, something beginning with an R. And again, if we've got it wrong, I do deeply apologise. Rochdale. Rochdale. So that go. was about the Rochdale ch- uh, child sex abuse ring. Um, and that was like, that happened within uh, Greater Manchester. Rochdale, as you, as you, um, as you discussed. Mm-hmm. But um, we can come back to that but essentially that's why i find it interesting that a lot of people think that this is like a third world country issue because you just heard me speak speak about these young girls going through the rochdale um child sex abuse ring within Mm -hmm. the uk Mm -hmm. um and that was in 2012 um you know we can come back to that we can come back to that and raymondo was in sorry he doesn't actually say when this happened to him this is a very modern picture. So I would say within the last 10 years or so. Sorry, I just can't see when, when I, this article was written. Oh, sorry. This this was actually written June 21st, 21. Oh. So um, very recent. Um, so the reason why Romando was trafficked to a California farm was sadly, and this, this is what I've, I noticed was a pattern with a lot of these cases, mm-hmm. people trying to leave South America, particularly Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, taking out loans and taking out um, 
you know, borrowing money from others in order to get the necessary money and resources to access the US mm-hmm. um, and then owing that money back. With um, interest. Yes. Yes. This is always like that with these people. But carry on, babe. So he took out a loan to pay for a visa to travel from Mexico mm-hmm. uh, and then to work on a farm in California. Right. So that was all agreed. But then when he arrived on the farm, the person that was supposed to be his boss there said, hey, actually, um, you know, we're going to pay you and this is going to be enough to pay off your visa. Once you, you know, once your visa's paid, you're all good. Right. But of course, once he got there, he worked a lot less than he was initially promised. He didn't get the full kind of 40 hours a week pay. Um and he was trapped there indefinitely because, again, like you mentioned earlier, you don't get paid a lot, if mm-hmm. anything. It's modern day slavery. You're, the, the idea is not, you don't want to, you're not supposed to leave, right? right? They're trying to keep you there for as long as you, as, as, you, as they can, while they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're scary people. Yeah. And you don't know the law and you, you know. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, it's leaving your home country to move to another country is already traumatic enough as it is. Yeah. But, and stress, the stress of having to take out a loan to do so is a lot. But then trying to pay back this loan for back, for taking out, you know, so trying to pay back this loan by working on a farm and then to find out that you're stuck on this farm because what you're getting paid is not enough to pay the loan and the whole reason why you're there is heartbreaking. Um, the conditions are terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not obviously what you expect at all. And he is trapped on this farm and he shares a single room with guess how many other people? I'm going to say 10, but I know you're going to surprise me. No. No. That's my final answer. I don't know. (laughs) I give up. 34. Oh my goodness. He was promised that his work was going to be worth 11 pounds. Sorry, 11 pounds. 11 dollars, 10 cents an hour. Mm. And that would be uh, for 40 hours per week. Right? Um, And so he... So he actually initially paid what? 10,000 pesos, which is how much? 10,000. Beep, beep, beep. Peso. So it's only $477 US, right? Um, and if you're getting paid 11 pounds an hour for at least 40 hours a week, he would have been paid that off, man. Been paid off. Do you know how quickly that would have been paid off from? Paid Eleven off. pounds an hour, forty hours a week. These men, they just pray your desperation, innit? And then on top of that, it's your 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 need to want to work. You want to make money. I think a lot of these people, unfortunately, fall into like the the the, the labor trap because they have got a family that they provide for and they want to work hard and they want the opportunities and stuff like that. Mm. And so a lot of these people, they prey on that poor man very very sad very very sad they definitely do pray on that um and what hurts as well is that they usually make you trust them usually think Mm -hmm. oh you know i can really you know confide in these people and Mm -hmm. trust them to help me through this process because you know they get it um but of course when you arrive or you meet this person or you go to wherever you're supposed to be with this person all changes Mm -hmm. uh he was told that he has to follow all of the rules Absolutely no one was allowed to leave this farm. I remember there's 34 other people mm. in this one single room. 
I'm thinking of my bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. My bedroom is, a, I would say it's a double bedroom. It's got a double bed in it. Your bedroom's quite spacious, so I'm not going to lie. All right, it's a cool. big room. Okay. It ain't that big. It ain't that Hannah big. Hannah is, though. All right, cool. Think of it in this way. Do you think 34 people can fit in there? No. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. This is a single room with 34 people. Uh, so n- none of them were allowed to leave the camp. And this was, remember, this was only in that room. So you don't know how many other people were there. You're obviously allowed no visitors. This is not a holiday camp. This is an evil place that they put these poor people in. Mm-hmm. And lights are all at 10 p.m. So it's literally like a flipping labor camp. It is a labor camp. It's not like one it is. Um, and of course, these traffickers, they instill fear. They don't want you to run off because, you know, you're scared of, you know, being killed mm-hmm. um you've just spent all of that time and effort trying to get to the u.s and get your visa you don't want them to take your visa away so they threatened to take their visas away um and of course when it came down to the hours again when they weren't getting their full 40 hours they didn't want to say anything because of this fear of the traffickers mm-hmm. um they were also threatened being deported um and one day luckily Long story short, um, there was an expector that came to the camp. Right. Of course, everybody in the camp was told that they weren't supposed to speak to this inspector um, because, again, they were going to be deported or worse. Um, but Raimondo did decide that he was going to speak with um, the inspector. And when, obviously, that person learned about what... Um, was like happening Mm -hmm. they called the police um sorry take your time babe ah sorry okay so um sorry so he spoke with the inspector and signed some papers and stuff and then the trafficker was really angry with like them doing that and actually called the police on the on them mm-hmm. which was weird mm. um maybe they and i don't know sometimes i think maybe people just think they're untouchable because why is you as a trafficker did you think that you could call pe- the police well you're doing is illegal my G. Do, do you get like, it um but um they couldn't obviously they couldn't be arrested all they did was just complain about their employer um and through that experience remando just like actually started realizing how he was being manipulated and how he was being exploited by the traffickers um, in the situation. And he was able to um, find a way to leave the farm, mm-hmm. which I mean, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do. They don't. Um, and now he happily works for another um, farm where he's very happy and he's welcome. Um, and they and he feels lucky to escape his trafficker, but knows that that is not the situation for a lot of other people Mm. um but to just be aware of those type of situations Mm -hmm. um and what could happen when it comes to trafficking cases because they don't always seem clear cut and you just think taking out a loan to get a visa to just travel from mexico to the us would be as like simple as pie but you know not everybody has good intentions so a couple of years ago, one of my law lecture- lecturers, mm-hmm. um, we were doing immigration as, you know, one of the subjects. Mm-hmm. And um, she was just kind of like, you know, um, like that kind of trafficking is literally in um, hidden in plain sight. Mm-hmm. So 
sometimes the nail shop that you're at. It's true. You know, it's true. Like, oh my god! There's so many things that, and obviously she didn't want to discriminate, and I'm not going to discriminate either. But she was like, like it's literally in front of you. Like even the documentary that I told you um, on BBC Three about the people like getting trafficked. Like a lot of these people, like they just look like normal neighbors. Hey, mm-hmm. how you doing, brother? Like the fur, but these times. They've, they've like trafficked all of these women from Romania and they've turned the place into a brothel if they've got them working in these these massage shops, massage yeah. parlors yeah. or nail shops and you would, you'd be none the wiser. That's really sad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That is really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. It's, yeah, it's fucked. That fucks me up, man. Yeah. Trafficking is not nice at all. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's in it's just it's just so interesting to 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 think about like how many people you may you may walk apart like past each day that that will be going through that that's devastating. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to find out maybe like if there's signs or what signs do you look for? Um, because it's interesting that you say like it'll be like your nail shop mm-hmm. or your massage parlor mm-hmm. or your spa or something like that mm-hmm. because you never know. Like, you really never know. I think, so, it's a, st- it's a sticky one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because even when I was watching the documentary on BBC Three and even my lecturer, when she told me this years ago, they're not going to have... It's very dramatised because I remember there was this story on Coronation Street mm. and the girl was being trafficked and... It's the way she would conduct herself that it would give it would throw off the scent. Right, right, right. But in all realness, these people have been conditioned. Like they've been spoken to in a certain way. They've been trained in a certain way or they move a certain way mm. that you can't really sit there and let's say you're getting your pedicure and you're like, you know what? Yeah, something's dodgy about her. You wouldn't know. Yeah. And it's sad. It is sad. I mean, if you can see something that's not right in front of you, of course report it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't intervene. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. we are you know, you don't know who you'd be talking to. You don't know who, like, they answer to. But do the best that you can in helping. But it's not as easy, Mon. It's, do you know what I mean? It's mm. not as easy. Like, you're not, like, the woman that's, that's filing your nails, you're not going to look at her and be like, you know what? Yeah, of course. You know. Of course. Something's going on. Like, sh- should I call 999 right now? Because mm. these times, when you get it wrong, or let's say you do get it right, but she doesn't corroborate your story, mm-hmm. you're going to say bye, tip her and be like, hey, you know, I'll see you another time. And you don't know what happens when that shop shuts or yeah. whatever the establishment is. It's true. It's true. So, you know. Maybe just, just keep an extra eye out. Yeah. 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 Keep an extra eye out for your fellow man. Um, but yeah, I wanted to just share that story about Raymundo and yeah, um, labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the Exodus Road, there is a few stories and they are self, like, uh, they are survivor stories that people tell I them themselves. So there was a couple of those, um, but it was just that when I was looking for cases, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a whole Wikipedia page of like, hey, this person and this person. It's, it was kind of very few and far between um, yeah. of people's kind of blogs and them talking about what they wanted to talk about. And I kind of liked the facts in a way that there wasn't loads of stories when I looked on like Wikipedia for like human trafficking and stuff like that. Oh just because I feel like with these type of like stories, people should be able to tell them their stories, how they want to tell them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people 
the other thing is that people that do go through human trafficking may not always want to speak about it they may have got out of it and may not want to have that discussion and that's totally fine um because it's their story to tell it's their it's yeah. their ex- experience and if they want to talk about it they can and if they don't they don't have to yeah. but so but i do appreciate those that do actually speak up so do i and speak so out because obviously um obviously visibility is key yes um and finding out how we can support and understand people's situations more is important so that is labor story and now we're going to get into sex trafficking thank you for the first one that is okay i'm going to get into the deep the big deets of either of these two Mm -hmm. but i i wasn't going to include this but now that we've discussed it i feel like it's worth us bringing up so i want to discuss very very briefly the rochdale child sex abuse ring okay this is i think obviously we've got remender he was more obviously us based my last story will be us based as well Mm -hmm. um and but we are from the uk and this this situation is very rife within the uk as well so essentially if you haven't seen three girls please do go and watch it it's told very well um and it's a very very sad story about uh uh, three teenage girls that were underage at the time Mm -hmm. um who were uh sex trafficked and raped and unfortunately went through all types of treatment Mm -hmm. um by a group of men um in manchester at the time uh they ended up being part of a wider ring i believe and um there was further abuse claims from other other young women that were in i wouldn't even say young women i would say young girls they were prepubescent girls they were babies yeah babies um and at the time i believe there was like 47 girls were identified as being victims within this one ring which is insane um and within 2014 there was an estimate that over well at least 1400 kids had been abused um within that ring over the course of like 16 years um and this kind of fueled a lot of race relations in the uk i'm not gonna get yeah i'm not gonna get into that because this to me isn't a race problem this is like this is a disgusting problem yeah it's a disgusting problem so i don't want to fuel that I don't think it's down to anybody's race. I think anybody can be a disgusting person. Um, and yeah, I did, I'm not going to go and kind of play into that. To chime in on that, I mm-hmm. think I understand what you're saying because on Twitter, we are met with thousands of trolls that are clearly, you know, EDL supporters that mm. target, you know, um, men of color and say, well, you you know, they come into this country and, you know, they do this to our daughters and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like let, me, let me tell you something, yeah. Mm. There is bad in every religion, mm-hmm. every race, mm-hmm. like every creed, everything. Mm-hmm. Most do, definitely. do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, not every pedophile is a man of colour. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Roy Whiten that abducted and killed Sarah Payne, that was a white man. Like, not... So, when I see these trolls that are kind of like, oh, you know, you need to get out of our country because... This is what you do, and blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like third, it shouldn't be about that. Stop. Like the, what it should be about is these victims have been rescued, and who you should be mad at are the people. Because from what you're telling me with the Rochdale thing, mm-hmm. a lot of these people came. A lot of these girls came forward 
there was that worker, that health worker that mm-hmm. had a whole case. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. she had a whole case that mm-hmm. was like, look, so we're having these issues. These girls getting pregnant, catching STDs. They're taking like they're, they're taking contraception. What's going on with this? And it was overlooked and ignored. So what annoyed me with this was that because the perpetrators were men of color, mm-hmm. that's where all the rage came from. And the rage should really come from authorities yeah. that had had this information sitting on their desk mm-hmm. since the 90s, by the mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. and the early noughties and didn't do shit about it. Yeah. That's where the anger and the rage should be at. Not like, I I understand, yes, it should be, you know, you should, you should have some form of anger towards the perpetrators, but it shouldn't be like, this, this could have all been avoided. You're exactly yeah. right, and I think <laughs> like uh, so. You're the referring to the to the health worker, uh, Sarah Robotham. Yeah. Um, she reported these crimes to God the police. Um, like you said, way back. Uh, mm-hmm. But in 2014, the police decided that they weren't going to pursue anything, and that they were they were just useless kind of allegations. And of course, once everything came out in March of 2015, Greater Manchester Police did apologise, um, obviously right. for its. <laughs> failure to investigate the 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 child exploitation ring um and more of the allegations that were raised from as early um as like 2007 2008 um yeah it is insane and so i think that's who we need to like you said need to be focusing on i mean for the context of this story they were predominantly pakistani men mm-hmm. and the victims were predominantly young white, white girls white, white so and it girls, did sorry, I keep yeah i know apologies um it's weird isn't it because they are girls they're babies um but yeah uh there was this obviously sparks a lot of racial tension right um as it often does but um like you said i think we do need to be focusing on who's actually had the chance to kind of stop this earlier and also these kind of things can happen in any you know race creed religion country thank you region anything um and so that's what we need to be focusing on so um when it came to this sex trafficking ring Mm -hmm. there was a lot of hot spots that these that young girls and teenagers would often be targeted at right and then these were called um honeypot locations i think okay now a honeypot location is a spot where you'd see a lot of teenagers hanging around so think about when you finish school and you go to a chicken shop and now when i think back to it and again when i was younger too many men were hanging around those chicken shops let me grown ass man so speaking of trafficking yum you know when the upstein thing came out mm. There was like this article that came out and it went viral on mm. Twitter and you know black Twitter is not serious. Yeah. And it was um basically Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Upstein, when they were speaking to these victims, they were like, make sure you don't bring back black girls. Oh wow. So when you say Cheeky. stuff like these honey pots <laughs> honey pot spots or honey hot spots or whatever you said, excuse me. All I can sit there and think of is that we used to chill mm. in these chicken and chip shops and thank God racism works and they were looking <laughs> at us and saying, let's go Trippy. and grab those girls. Do you know what I mean? Oh <laughs> you, my like, God. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm like, I'm so like the one time racism works in your favour. Yeah. Like when, when, when it was like, like when that, that came out, that Upstein said, that's oh, we thank God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Jesus like, Christ, man. Like, but, yeah, like these, like it's 
the reason that's why I brought that up is because you're when you're talking about this trafficking ring that you're talking about, mm-hmm. I remember watching a couple of the clips from three girls mm-hmm. and just seeing these young girls hanging around outside chicken and chip shops mm-hmm. and I saw myself in that mm-hmm. and oh God, I'm just thankful that nobody just came and approached me and gave me free pizzas or free whatever. It's yeah. like uh, thank God they looked at me and said, Nope. And, and kept moving. And I think what you're saying is, is really interesting because, well, <clears throat> I mean, as we know, the the, the 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 victims were often recruited not by the grown men. Even I if they were, yeah, even mm-hmm. if they were in the area, mm-hmm. they were often recruited by other young people, mm-hmm. as this often happens. The victims were often from, you know, poorer backgrounds, had dysfunctional families and stuff and I would often like oftentimes as we used to be as as kids we'd be congregating outside in a certain area whether that be takeaway shops Mm -hmm. or I don't know sweet sweet shops you know you know the story the shopping centers the list goes on do you get it yeah I was in I was in two chicken chip shops man two for twos if you know you know Um, (laughs) I'm glad you got that one um but one of the main victims, and I think we, that she is portrayed within Three Girls, was the 15-year-old um, recruiter, um, mm. who I think a lot of people often forget that that recruiter is also a victim herself. Mm-hmm. So she was 15 years eight, years of age at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other girls that she was recruiting were about 13. Um, mm. And you can say everything that you want to say about this girl, but you have to also remember that she is being abused and being coerced into doing these things herself. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the situation is trying to do something in order to help themselves get out of a mad situation. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, unfortunately, at the time, if that meant doing the next person wrong to save your own ass, it's life or death at that, at that time. But you know, when you say things like, I don't really see that as um to save myself kind of thing. Mm. Some of these victims have Stockholm syndrome. And that's the other thing, yeah. And they've been groomed so well, Mm. you know, that they think, oh, this guy's either their boyfriend or this guy is, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and they'll just be like, oh, like, don't you have any other girls for my boy? Yeah. Like, like, bring your girl along. Mm. And you're not seeing it as, well, why does 50 year old um, Paul want a 13 year old? You're thinking of it as, well, if I've got this grown ass man that's a boy, like my boyfriend, I might as well bring other people in. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. It's but true. People from the outside looking in don't see it as how we've basically broke it down. They just see it as, oh, well, she's a fast girl, which I hate saying. Yeah, oh, she's a fast too. girl that went and recruited other girls. She's heartless. She's disgusting. She's this, that, the other. Yeah. Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, what you can tell about these kids is how young they were. Is obviously, they were being like bribed into doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, and being kept quiet using, you know, like alcohol, drugs, food, little gifts. So like you said, like mm-hmm. anybody young would be quite excited. Mm-hmm. Not anybody young, but anybody that f- thinks that these people might have good intentions would be quite excited if someone's just of gifting course. you with, you know, all these little gifts and a lot of things that you may not have at home, especially. And that's what's sad is that like, you target these kids that don't really have much going on at home um, in terms of positivity mm-hmm. or structure, um, and so it's easier to kind of manipulate these poor kids. Of course. Um, and it's interesting that you talk about um, older men, because oh god, one of the guys that was that was convicted of tra- like trafficking these girls, mm-hmm. 
like had three grown daughters. Like th you had three children of your own and you're happy to do that with other people's ki kids. It just makes me feel so sick. Um, it's madness it's actually it's actually just madness um and like just ordering girl literally the word order like ordering girls just like ordering them for to to do what they need to do with other men it's just it's just disgusting um but i think in situations like that i think they thought less of the girls anyways they did they were just literally using them as sex slaves they did they did so um you know because it wasn't like uh okay you're gonna go with this man mm. now and you guys are gonna do what you need to do it's gonna be you know very vanilla and you're gonna come out of there as vanilla as that can get god forbid but it was more like you could be and trigger warning for this phrase but gang raped by multiple men at one time um multiple men within a day um within a set period um you know, and, and a lot of the time these poor these poor young victims were drugged up, you know, made like made to drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're they're out of it while they're going through this. It's just all sorts of disgusting um disgusting scenarios to know that thirteen year old kids and younger were going through such a thing. I mean, teenagers are in general, but to, to, I just I don't have the words I don't have the words but um, and just of course a lot of, a lot of the kids as well like you have to remember that you know they're having sex with these men and some of them become pregnant some would have to go through the trauma of having to get an abortion mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. the pain the tra like the physical trauma the mental trauma it's all just a lot um, but that's as far as I think I'm going to get into those particular details today, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. because it is quite an intense case. Yeah, it, it is. There's a lot of information it, it about it. It made me sick. Yeah, it is a lot of information out about it out there. If you want to watch the show, it's called Three Girls. It's on um, Netflix, on BBC Three, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and essentially, there, there was convictions being made. And it, there was nine people that were convicted. <clears throat> And they all faced up to 19 years in prison. Um, Each or all together? No, some some received more than others. Some okay. received more than others. So some so one man, Shabir Ahmed, he received the longest sentence. He got 19 years for rape, aiding and abetting rape and sexual assault, trafficking for sexual exploitation and conspiracy to engage in sexual activity with children. The next one got 12 years. Uh, and the next one got six years. So it's all, it was a whole range of kind of years between um, between these, these nine men. But I think the, the, the minimum sentence they got was about four years. Why? Why? Do you, like... They've um, been... You, you just said that they've been doing this for, for decades. Mm -hmm. You know, for two decades or more. Mm -hmm. Been doing this for years. And they were graced with four years mm -hmm. some of them how is that fair it's disgusting they were some of them though uh i think four or five of them um they were stripped of their citizenship and sent back to pakistan because usually yeah um so 
You know, when you're removed from this country, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's different from being deported. Okay. But the way the news, like, makes it seem, mm-hmm. I don't think people know the difference between you being removed from the country, like, because, you know, your visa's not valid or something like that, or your visa's expired, or you being deported. Deported is usually when you are a criminal and you've done something that's so bad that they're like, you served your prison sentence here, but after that you are gone and you will indefinitely like never be allowed to come to the UK. Okay. So like the, I find it funny that you you said that they were stripped of their citizenship. Like that they will like so basically they will be able to come back. No. Like so I think it's is it their mom's country or their dad's country? Initially when you're stripped of your citizenship and you're deported, yeah. you take on you go to, I think, your dad's country. Oh, interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, so if you get yeah. naturalised, where would you go back to if you're born in this country? That's true. You go to your, yeah, you go to, you go to your, your, your dad's so, or your <clears throat> grand... We'll come back to that. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I mean, that's kind of basically what happened. Well, it's not basically what happened with Shemima Begum, but she obviously lost her British citizenship. Mm-hmm. And she lives... Is she Does she live in Syria? Or Pakistan? I wouldn't know. I would. I wouldn't know. I don't know. I actually don't want to. I, I actually don't want to speculate on that. Yeah. Actually I, I wouldn't know. But her, with her, it's an ongoing battle. Um, yeah. Because she's currently stateless and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's a bit of a grey area for her. It is mad. It's madness. It's that crazy. situation is crazy as well. But I think the whole the whole idea said that um, the whole idea of having your whole citizenship stripped is is nuts. Imagine, like, I, I, like if I got my citizenship stripped, mm-hmm. like, to go to the Caribbean, as much as it's your home away from home, it's not your home. So to be, no, to, to be, not. to have your citizenship stripped is, is nuts. However, if you do Efri, in my opinion, bun you lot, man. If it's like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if usually, you yeah, because especially if you've been... So in the UK, it's usually, if you've been sentenced, oh, look at me getting into my lower bag. (laughs) If you've been sentenced for like four plus years and the crime is as, is crazy. Mm -hmm. The crime is bad. You are stripped and you are deported. Like, and you can't go back and argue and say, well, I'm born here at the end of the day. Like the UK tend to be really strict. When when they get rid of you, they want you gone. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you were born in Newham General Hospital. Like they want you gone. It's true. So, yeah, I think a lot of people get, but a lot of people do get the, the deported and removed thing twisted, basically. Okay. Well, in Shamima Begum's case, I mm-hmm. can't recall the country that she has to currently live in. My apologies. And I don't want to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's currently stateless, is my understanding. Yes. Um, following, was it last summer or something? Wow, she's still in Bethnal Green. That's nuts. Um, I wanna, I wanna say something. What is it? But I want it to be my opinion. So, okay, mon avis. Okay, my opinion. Okay, okay. Not, not. I'm like, I'm not trying to be controversial or anything like that. Really? <laughs> well, I'm a controversial bitch, but I'm, but I'm here to say I'm not trying to be controversial <laughs> this time. Okay, but um. What she did was an act of terrorism. I agree with that 100%. Mm. But she was, what, 14, 15? 
when she travelled. Yeah. With um her little friends. Yeah. And she wasn't stopped at the airport. Nobody questioned why this fifteen year old um mm. you know d- had no assistance and no one to attend to her and she left. Like and that was it was okay. Like but she was groomed. Yeah. I agree. But because, I has well, I had funny feelings about this initially. Mm-hmm. But I think upon like in much reflection, even like through a lot of the debates that were happening when this case was, you know, in like in the thick of it at the time, mm-hmm. it's actually very true. And now that we're talking about the sex trafficking cases and you know this fifteen-year-old girl that was recruiting these other girls and they were age thirteen and red hair, mm-hmm. again she was groomed. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to remember how what kind of mindset you are in when you're fifteen. Or in this, in these type of, you know, you're you're really a young, you're a young person, and the kind of warped sense of reality that you have, mm-hmm. and to add on top of that, like if you're being groomed, it's um, it's sad. It is sad. I do believe she was being groomed. I don't think she should have lost her citizenship. However, mm-hmm. I think the terrorism part is the madness of it oh no i don't get it just what she did was wrong that's what she did was wrong that's why i think if it was anything else i don't think i could back the citizenship thing but i think what if you've it's basically treason no if you've back if you've you've conspired to be a terrorist against your own country your home country that's probably why the home office was like Bidag, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to get up out of here. But it's not just that. So what you need to understand is that when you are another colour, another race oh, in this country, yeah, Come on. you cannot... Oh, no, no, do you know what? Fuck it, yeah. Now that Brexit has happened, it's not just that now, like because now this affects EEA countries as well. Mm. You commit something, mm. yeah, that is like dangerous or crazy mm. or whatever you will be stripped of that. You will actually be stripped of your citizenship. Like that whole, well, I've got a burgundy passport or what mm. I was born here doesn't work. Mm. It does not work. And they're itching to do that, which is why that legislation that Preeti Patel did, it was probably like a, a taster when, when everyone was sparking all of these debates about um, Shamima Begum. Mm. Like, and everyone's like, yeah, she needs to fuck off. And da, da, da. like everyone was in their EDL bag. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. That was. Exactly. <laughs> That's what, so now I'm thinking, oh, so you know, just a reminder, guys, that you could be made stateless as well. Sign your permission. The, 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 you know, the thing is, the thing is on this on this situation is all jokes aside, right? Mm-hmm. As take away the take away the terrorism part, mm-hmm. as a young girl mm-hmm. that was groomed and you know brainwashed into believing in certain ideologies. Mm-hmm picking up herself and not really realizing the magnitude of the situation that she was in. I don't right. believe that she should have take, got her citizenship taken away. On top of that, especially as a woman of color, it mm. is quite scary. Because Shamima Begum is also a fellow woman of color. And to see how the UK government can take your citizenship away just as the, just like that, is incredibly scary. And like you said, the, the, the taster that Pretty Brutal is giving us is like, well, hmm, if she like anyone can get it, basically. Anyone can get it. But like everyone was literally, it's like everyone banded together. Have you seen that meme, yeah, of the blood and the crip? Yeah. And then, you've, you know, they've got the, the red bandana yeah. and the blue bandana and they tied it together and they're holding it. Yeah. That was basically the whole of the UK when that story broke out. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, the Tories were sitting back there and were like, you know what? <laughs> so now we can do this behind their backs and they can't do anything because they were okay with it. It's just, it's, I was, it's a bit scary how, every, how everybody it was is. fast to be like, yeah, get her out. 
I, I do think it is the terrorism thing. Terrorism is it's a scary, scary situation. Um, yeah, yeah. But what's yeah. wrong is listen, listen. listen I, I, I'm not, I'm not educated enough in that field to, to, a... to make too many judgments on 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 her. I do hope that she she lives her best life, and you she know. Lives her best life. Bro, she's lost her citizenship. Like, what else can what else? Come on, man. And, like, and you know, unfortunately, she's, she's lost. She's lost her. Yeah, she's well. lost her children. Like, she's yeah. lost family members. Like, yeah. the girl suffered now, man. Come on, man. Like. So I think to me, regarding terrorism, I'm never gonna be for that. I'm never gonna no, be for no. that. Like because I'm not down for the terrorism thing, you get me? No, but I will never be I'll never be for that because a lot of people like to play God. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like I can understand your frustration with the West or I can understand, you know, you feel that you are violated and stuff like that. Mm. But the people that are getting caught in that crossfire are innocent people. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like with a lot of the, the incidents that have happened in acts of terror, is this literally a normal person that was probably crossing the road and they lost their lives? That's mm. not fair. It's mm. not. Mm. So just like the situation at the moment with Ukraine, many people, many innocent civilians losing their lives over a fight that is not their fight exactly it's, it's not you, exactly that's not right it's not fair so to me i will never be for that but again this is a young woman that you know was chatting to a guy that she shouldn't have been chatting to you know that, that packed her know. bags you know grabbed her passport and went to somewhere that she shouldn't have been going and this is the end result of it that like it's just to me it's just it's a it's it's a it's a horrible situation but again like you said really? you know I, I hope that that she found some form of solace mm. and she's sitting somewhere and she takes a deep long think into you know maybe maybe i shouldn't have gotten involved in this but again like we've spoken about at 15 you can't expect a kid to just have it like that mm. because how many other 15 year olds have sat there and you know made decisions that people would consider stupid but people have been like but they're there but she was young though listen and that's that's but the she thing was young. i think that's why I, I try to think about myself at 15 and girl i was a mess so who am i to sit there and judge anybody i was also dumb as shit yeah i i hope that she's learned her lesson and she can continue to live her best life i really do because yeah. she's been through a lot um but yeah. off that topic mm-hmm. um I wanted to wrap up my final part. Sorry. That's okay. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> you've gone to a different, you've gone to a different subject Sorry. now, which is great. Um, but I'm sure we'll come back to terrorism at some point in this pod. Is that a part of the spinny spin? Let's check if it's part of the spinny spin list. It is. It's part of the spinny spin okay. list. Um, but the final, final the final uh, kind of area that I wanted to get into uh-huh. is also the idea of victim blaming. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that you've spoken about today. We've mm-hmm. spoken about a lot. And um, especially when it comes to trafficking and sex abuse, mm-hmm. um, it's something that happens a lot of the time. Yes. So I wanted to quickly just read you the scenario. Um, I'm going to pre-warn you that I'm always going to side with the victim. Always. So I'm always going to side with the victim until I'm proven wrong. Yes. I'm not too proud to say sorry. If I was wrong, I'd be like, you know what? I apologize. Yeah. But I never want to be on the wrong side Mm -hmm. of that. Exactly. So carry on. So this is the scenario of Elizabeth Frazier. Um, Again. uh, It's okay. I'm going to get into it. Um, Again, it's going to be, it's very top line, but just to kind of explain to you how far in my opinion victim blaming could go so 
Elizabeth Fraser is um, a self-proclaimed human trafficking, sex trafficking victim. Okay. Um, not self-proclaimed. She, she, she's, she's a survivor. She's come out and said she's okay. um, a human trafficking victim. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth Fraser um, says that her abuse happened for 20 years. Um, the first kind of incident that she can remember um, her sexual abuse taking place was when she was about four years old. Um, and she would repeatedly go through um, sexual violence and trauma for the majority of her life um, and even up until she was married. Um, She went through it for so long that when she was growing up, she actually thought she was having a normal childhood right so Mm. you go home to your your family whatever happens behind closed doors happens behind closed doors and then you know you see your friends and you go to school and whatever and you think that that's what everybody's doing so essentially in this situation elizabeth frazier states that her parents are the ones that sold her into sex trafficking from the age of four and that's why I said she. That's why. I, that's why I said she thinks she had a normal childhood because she thought this is what everybody does. You're gonna have to excuse me. Um, if I do go quiet and silent, you're just gonna have to give me about five or ten minutes because things like this are incredibly triggering. Yeah, it's 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 so, hard to talk please, about. So I'm gonna yeah. try not to. Please, please um, don't take. Please don't take. No, no, it's fine. I'm just. But I'm like, what? Blah, blah, that's I'm why s- I knew like touching on this particular subject was gonna be very very touchy yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, it's hard for to for us to even discuss. So I'm, that's why I'm trying to keep it very top line. Again, information is out there. If you want to find out more, it is there. Google is your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, she alleges that she was always told that how you know how she much how much she was loved and you know cared for and how much her family and her parents cared about her. But of course, then like we discussed earlier, when it comes to the fear that your trafficker is instilling in you, it's kind of like okay you want to tell people about that okay we don't love you anymore or you want to do that okay we're going to abandon you and again so now you use it so take away Raimundo's visa that he was being threatened to being taken away now you've got your parents love being threatened to take away from you of course now she's grown into a teenager she's gone through all the trauma that you can imagine and obviously what a lot comes with that is your depression and anxiety self-harm and whatnot um because a lot of the time what people would do and this is just one kind of like route is a lot of people will self-harm because they want to take control back over their own bodies back over their own pain mm-hmm. um and it, it's sad that she went through that um but a lot of the time it's because she wasn't able to cope with what she was dealing with mm-hmm. um and the reality of these things that were happening um of course, after a while, you kind of figure out that this is not a normal life and that your friends aren't going through the same thing. This isn't a normal childhood that I've lived. And I guess the hi- the idea of the fact that it's, a, you're, it's supposed to be your parents to do that for you is really messed up. Um, apparently, this, this spanned into her marriage and also into after having her first child. Um, and there's a plethora of podcasts um, and YouTube videos that you can look at about Elizabeth Fraser and her telling her own story. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, very triggering, so I won't get into everything. 
Um, but she was able to access therapy. She met a wonderful man. She got married and she lives happily now. She owns the mm. site called Hero Bands. Um, that ha- there are a lot of like, um, they, they're kind of like survivor bands where they've got, you know, really motivational messages and words and slogans on them and also cover up her scars and her arms. Um, and this kind of reminds people what they have overcome. Mm-hmm. Things like, you know, strong or survivor or warrior those kind of like really nice um strong words to wear um and at the moment she um donates two dollars to um sorry sorry two dollars from every item purchased she will donate that to a foundation owned by elizabeth smart if you don't know about elizabeth smart Mm -hmm. i will do her story at one point or Mm -hmm. you might do her story at one point Mm -hmm. very very sad story absolutely bad bitch boss bitch like (laughs) i don't know how people go through certain things like that and make out the other other Mm -hmm. other side and then continue to be an advocate for people that have are still in those situations or could get into situations they have my utmost respect um so you'll see elizabeth fraser a lot of the time she's she um speaks on on her trauma and how she's also become an advocate and she's also supporting elizabeth smart's foundation and there's even an uh an event that you can see them both at and that is where elizabeth fraser says with elizabeth smart there that this is not a third world con- uh, problem this is like a problem that happens all over the world and yeah. even more domestically if you can't if you're looking at the us and the uk yeah now the issue with elizabeth fraser's story is that recently her parents have come out with a website like flat out denying everything lies.com like like elizabeth fraser lied.com oh no it's called elizabeth fraser's parents.com <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know why i find that funny Look, you can see it yourself. There's, there's the blog post there. It's a WordPress site. And mm-hmm. and there's like a whole statement on the front that speaks about um, who they are as a family, um, who Elizabeth is to them and what they do. And then there's also like a question, like there's a facts page there's a facts page that has Elizabeth allegations and then the corresponding facts that they allege. Girl pie. <laughs> Girl pie. So this, this um, situation is very up and down in my opinion because it's just like, if your parents did do this to you, mm-hmm. then what kind of evil people are they that they're trying to do this now? Like, leave the girl alone. Like, leave her alone. Why would you make a whole blog close about it? Mm-hmm. And if, if, she's it, if she's lying, yeah, then that is a whole other kettle of fish. And personally, I think when people lie about this type of thing, they need to be prosecuted anyway. Oh, 100%. Um, but again, like I said when I originally started this story is i don't victim blame and until we know the mm-hmm. facts of the situation i will be in elizabeth it's fraser's story yeah. uh, in her corner because to come out and say that your parents have sexually trafficked you for 20 plus years with no with no evidence mm-hmm. is quite something 
And I think I think if if the only person only the only way you do that is if you are telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, when someone's telling the truth, they never change their story. Mm. You know, they, you know they they don't go into too much detail, but it's like they'll tell a detailed story. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. So and you know their story can be quite compelling, but it's a grey area with with something like that because we'll just never know. But in situations like that, you know, that's when people jump out and are like, well, where's the proof for, yeah. you know, can, um, can you do this? Can you do that? And yeah. before you know, like, you're forgetting that, again, this is a victim. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't step to a victim's face and say, well, can you prove what happened in, in that bedroom when you were 10 years old? It's people are like, evil enough now. to do these acts in the first place. They're smart yeah. and evil enough to cover it up. Um, especially when... This person's, you remember, Elizabeth Fraser's not dead. There's not like DNA ever, evidence, mm-hmm. you know, feeds of a forensic team to come in and do, you know, all this forensic work on their house, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even if they did, that's her childhood home. So it's it's kind of it's kind of hard for mm-hmm. them to do it that way. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think, what kind of do, what kind of evidence do you need? Um, unless unless she's telling, unless she's lying. But that's a whole other situation. Um, but I just found it quite crazy i mean this has only been very recent which is why i wanted to bring it up mm-hmm. like literally in the space of a, a year or so not even a year yet maybe like august or july they've 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 made this they've made this uh website and clearly put a lot of effort into it to you know claim their innocence um and so i want to keep track of this story and to find oh, out this more. ongoing i thought this was like this happened like years ago no it happened in started. june in like July. Why have I never heard of this? No, so she, because every and everything that I read about, yeah, everything I read about Elizabeth Fraser, it's all twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one, twenty one, twenty one, twenty twenty. So it's only just, it's only just come out apparently, and then the the parents have come out to say something. But my point on victim blaming is, let's not blame the victim, please. Yeah. yeah. We don't know the situation with Elizabeth Fraser, it's very early stages yet. And she's Mm -hmm. obviously come out and spoken for a reason. She's doing work for the cause. She's working with people that have been through similar situations as she has. And until we know the situation and the facts of the situation, we should always be in the victim's corner. Um, And stop victim blaming people. Yeah. Please. I I think, do you know what it is with victim blaming, Yum? I'm not. I'm not trying to take up for people that victim blame, but I think this is what tends to happen. Because mm. sexual assault is such a vulgar thing, mm-hmm. it's so disgusting. No one wants to believe that someone is capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. So when someone is accused of that, the first thing that you think of is, "But I've chilled with this guy for time. I've mm-hmm. chilled with this girl. Like I know this person. Like, I know the back of my hand. They would never do that." Mm-hmm. So you're not looking at the person that's looking at you and saying, "Yo, like this is what's happened to me." You're looking at, "But this good guy." Mm-hmm. But th- do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So crazy, like, no one wants to no one wants to be out there believing that there are predators and rapists out there, but unfortunately there is. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm no offense, but when you're a regular person, yeah, with a regular job, with a regular family, no one's lying on you. Like like no one's to that to extent. Getting, do you know what I mean? Like like no, no one's but like I'm not gonna say no one because there are some people that, mm. you know, maybe a bitter ex but 20 years is a long time that's a big right. allegation that's a massive allegation um I, I, and so i, I pray and, and so i pray she's telling the truth because if she i would hope so too i it, would hope so again too. like this is another thing where it's like we've just spent time discussing this because you want to shed light and you want to get awareness around this situation mm-hmm. and you know this is a place for 
to have visibility around victims. Um, and so I and so I stand by the fact that she's telling the truth because if not, then you know you don't want to dedicate time to things that you know didn't happen. That could have been another spot for another victim. So that's the other issue. I just, I, just, I just hope, to, yeah, I hope to God that. So she's I not lying, really, really you know? hope that's the case. I understand from what I've read that is the case. I mean, she's been on a numerous podcasts, YouTube channels, all these different things, and I think at at present, all you can continue to do is support her and support the causes and support other people that are going through the same type of thing. And yeah, I mean, just because our parents have come out and said something doesn't mean anything. Um, and if they and if they if they are lying, more importantly, then they need to be found out and sent under the jail. But 100. to wrap this up, because this was apart from our other uh, about apart from our three girls uh, story, mm-hmm. there wasn't much um, UK focus. So just on, from a UK perspective, because we are based in the UK, um, it happens at home. We discussed that it happens at home. Mm-hmm. And so there is the National Crime Agency that also has modern slavery and human trafficking um, information. And if you suspect that anybody you know is going through um, any forced servitude, labor, sex trafficking, human trafficking, then obviously you have the police, nine, I was gonna say 911, I was like, what country am I? 999 or 101, or the Modern Slavery Helpline is 0800. The Modern Slavery Helpline <laughs> is on 0800 1700. And that Thanks is us covering human trafficking. Um, very, very intense um, theme that I think I'd rather take a step back from next yeah. time. <laughs> So it's the same with mine. I, I, yeah, it's quite. That was quite. It was quite a heavy and intense episode. But, it it um, was, and we will we will be sure to add the trigger warnings. Yes, we'll be sure to add the helplines that um you gave us out. Thank yep. you for that. Thank you for telling that story again. Thank you. It's no one wants to do the job, but someone's got to do it. So thank you for someone's telling that story. Someone's got to do it. Oh my god, my voice is really going. <clears throat> right. So as per usual, you know what time it is. I will not be participating in the spin spin. What? Because I will not be telling a story next week. Why? And I won't be telling a story next week because I've managed to get a guest for the show. Hey! So, <laughs> this is the last that you guys are going to hear from me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you do the spinny spin. Okay, so just me one doing the spinny spin. Dread. Yes. Okay. Um... I need to put some music behind this girl. Alright, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning, we're spinning. Okay, I got it. Awesome. Okay. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> do you want to have it to go or No, you know what? Good? Awesome. It's a bit tame. It's it's a, a bit, this has been know? a heavy episode and I it think has been a heavy I think episode. Well we know you never know if, if if um, I mean, arson could result in a, in a in a plethora of things, but um, hopefully yeah. it's just not as intense as human trafficking. But I did just also want to say the sources for my coverage on human trafficking mm-hmm. are fightthenewdrug.org, Exodus Road. <clears throat> Apologies. Oh my god, my voice. Wow. Oh no. Oh wow. <laughs> I wow. Sorry. Oh no. <laughs> <coughs> wow. Unseenuk.org. 
uh, and the nationalcrimeagency.gov.uk. Uh, and those are my sources. I'm missing one. Oh, and Deseret News. I don't know what that is, but thank you so much, Deseret. Um, and that is me done human trafficking. I've got Arsenal next week, next episode. You've got a guest next episode. Yes, so I it do. should be very exciting. It's gonna be lit. It's it gonna is be lit. gonna be lit. Um, it's gonna be lit. <laughs> but yeah. But this has been True Crime MC. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys. Um, and we shall see you next time. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.